everybody has to start somewhere and everything has a starting point. Before the things you know and love ever came into existence, there was a person at the start of it all. There was an idea. They had a solution or a fix. You know, an idea may seem silly or far-fetched at first, but eventually somebody somewhere finds the courage to conquer their fears and prove their naysayers wrong to take a risk, to take a chance in something they believe in. Hi, my name is Tasha Branham, artist and serial entrepreneur. Today on the Whatever is Lovely podcast, we're going to talk about conquering your fears to start something new. So grab some snacks and a warm blanket and some cozy fuzzy socks and let's dive into creative entrepreneurship. Whatever is lovely You know, um, earlier today, I was just in my mind thinking, what are we going to talk about today on the Whatever's Lovely podcast? And um, no sooner than I begin to kind of, you know, think through some thoughts I had been thinking, <laughs> um, if that makes any sense, uh, you know, God really put something on my heart. And I really hope that this is impactful to you and your life and your business, because it's definitely something that I've struggled with. And um, sometimes it's still not as easy um, because it's something that we as creative entrepreneurs always have to face, always have to deal with. Um, when you are an artist and you are putting out your best, there's always, you know, the fear of failure, the fear of putting this out there? Is it going to be received well? Is this going to look silly? Am I going to look stupid? It's always, there's, girl, there's just, it's just a lot. And you have to take every thought captive. You have to really um, put your emotions at bay and not allow yourself to be driven into the sea of anxiety and all things fearful because it can really paralyze you and it can stop you from, um, you know, fulfilling the greatness that God has called you to. Um, so one thing that I've definitely had to walk through is, just like insecurities. So raise your hand if you've ever dealt with being insecure or if you even feel like you may be battling insecurities now. My dog is in the background whimpering. He wanted to come in here with me and I let him in here and now he's whimpering at the door. Um, so we're just going to see how long we can go with uh, Charlie being impatient and wanting to get out of here. So back to my question, dealing with insecurities, um, like if you've ever been insecure, it's just really like it boils down to just an uncertainty of your own capabilities, um, just a, a general fear of not being good enough, um, of how others perceive you, just not feeling like you are completely and totally equipped to do a thing or some things. It's a beast, man. Um, and 
I don't think there's one person on this earth that doesn't battle or hasn't battled insecurities in some form or fashion, whether it's in your appearance. Um, you know, I was always tall and skinny and super awkward and I never really fit in anywhere, but I tried to fit in with so many different people and it just never quite worked out for me. And as an adult, it, it followed me, you know, those insecurities of not feeling pretty enough, um, you know, being too tall, being too skinny, um, just not being... Uh, confident in my abilities as an artist, as, you know, playing my violin or just in sports. If I ever didn't make the basketball team, it would make me question like, well, am I really, really like a good athlete? Um, Anytime I wasn't chosen for something, it would make me feel like I wasn't good enough. If I liked a guy, he didn't like me back. Well, maybe I'm not pretty enough. If I had a boyfriend and he cheated, maybe I wasn't sufficient. It's just, huh. Just so many different things. You know, I don't look like the girl in the magazine. My art doesn't look like hers. My voice when I sing doesn't sound like this one. And it just, it's just, if you don't learn how to do those things early on in life, as far as having like a, a confidence in yourself and your abilities and being okay with what you can do and okay with what you can't do, it can definitely follow you everywhere. Just a moment. I'm going to let this dog out of here because he's whimpering louder and louder. <laughs> And he's not going to stop. So hang on just a second. I'll be right back. Okay, so I am back. Minus one dog. Note to self, don't record podcasts with said dog in room. Check. (laughs) So back to this whole spiel on insecurities. So if you don't learn to really uh, overcome a lot of your shortcomings, seemingly your shortcomings um, earlier on in life, they will follow you everywhere you go. And it doesn't just stop at your perception of yourself as far as your appearance, if appearance is your thing, um, you know, or seeing your thing. It doesn't just stop there. Insecurities are like a virus and they're almost like airborne. So they begin to touch every tangible area of your life, your thought process and your emotions. And it's so, so, so contagious. Um, So you'll find yourself like you know being affected in your relationships down the line whether it's romantic relationships whether it's friend relationships whether you're trying to apply for a job and you're wondering if your performance is good enough um, getting into schools trying to get loans for a home or a car am I going to be accepted is my credit good enough oh I was rejected oh my gosh I'm terrible at paying bills it just it's it's so many different things insecurities are just like that in rejection if you have not listened to um, my podcast slash message on overcoming rejection, it would be really great to parallel that with this because it's going to help break some um, incorrect ways of thinking, some mindsets and some heart postures that will are really going to help you um, to propel yourself in business as an entrepreneur. So back to my little um, fancy insecurities. So they followed me like some like, you know, like you ever see... <laughs> like a, a cartoon or something where there's like a, a a character that is just being stalked by another character and um it just you know they're walking down the street and they think everything is good and they feel like something's walking behind them and, and following them and they turn around and look and whatever's following them it, it hides really quick that's how I feel like insecurities are it's they're not like prominent like they're not like reeking like oh my gosh insecurity alert like beat 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 it's, it's like they 
are so sneaky. And when I say they're sneaky, they find a way to intertwine themselves into your personality where you begin to even think like certain traits are just the way I, this is just the way I am. This is just the way I've always been. And it, no, honey, insecurities will make you think less of yourself. They make you get to a point where you think that you don't deserve better. You don't deserve more. It just really, really, really toys with the way you perceive yourself and your abilities. Um, so it absolutely affects you in entrepreneurship. Um, you have to be, you have to get a sense of uh, confidence in who God has called you to be and who you are and the abilities and unique gifts that he's given you. And, and you have to be okay with that. You don't have to do everything and know everything. The beautiful thing is that you can surround yourself with people that are passionate and insanely gifted um, concerning the things that you want nothing to do with. And what that does is it makes you perform better because you're not forcing yourself to have to deal with areas and, and, and um, tasks that just aren't what you want to do. And that's okay. Um, but you don't want to allow insecurities to plague you in business because it's going to affect you in a very, very, <laughs> a very, very bad way. Um, so one of the things that got kind of just kind of in how my relationship with God is, is that he's always giving me um, ideas, um, business ideas, inventions. They're not necessarily all for me. A lot of times God will give me something and then I'll just write it down and table it. And then, um, you know, I will pass that idea or that business along to someone else. It's just really how God has uniquely um, uses me in entrepreneurship. And I, I absolutely love that. Um, but, you, you know, one thing about business is that you know, we become really kind of bent, particularly with social media, to look at every trend and, okay, let's follow the trend. Oh, this is a business that's popular right now, so let's do that. Um, versus God really wanting to kind of create some things that don't exist and um, give us as believers the opportunity to pioneer some things, to initiate some things that have never been done before. Um, so one thing I want to talk about just really briefly to parallel with this matter is Noah and the ark. Noah. Noah's the homie, right? So Noah um, looked like a silly hot mess um, because he, you know, God had told him to build said ark. Um, now I imagine in my mind, you know, Noah's just minding his own business and God has given him this strategy on building this ark situation. And I don't know what the weather was like, what time of the year it was. I have no idea what the circumstances are surrounding that. But all I know is that um, there probably was not a boat anywhere in the world that was that big. So first question, like, it looks silly. Noah's mind is his own business. And Noah's basically saying that God is telling me to build this ark. It's got to be this many cubits. It's got to be this wide, this tall. It's got to have this on it and that. And God is super duper specific with Noah. And I think God also desires to be super duper specific with us if we let him. So, like, you know, as I, I just imagine passersby looking at Noah, you know, as he's building this ark, you know, it, it's believed to be that it took him about 100 years to work on this ark. Like, who works on building a thing for over 100 years? I know I've built a business before, a couple of businesses, and whether it's a couple of months or a couple of years, girl, I get tired, like, like tired, like, okay, I don't see the point in this after three weeks, I'm done. I'm giving up, I quit, I just... 100 years. What's my three weeks compared to Noah's like 100 years? Nothing, son. 
nothing. He built an ark for over a hundred years. Like, and on top of that, when homie started building the ark, he was like 500 years old. Like, bruh, like, ain't you too old to be like building something like that? Like, go sit down somewhere. Like, how many times have you thought that you were too old to start a thing? Or how long or how many times have you been building a thing or working on a thing for so long and you couldn't even see the beginning from the end because the project was so big and so grand that you just you just can't see the outcome of it. Like, Noah, in addition to like building this big, humongous ark, he also had to put animals on the ark. Like he had specific instructions on going and getting one male and one female from each species to go put on this boat. So like, I just imagine, you know, I just, you know, just go here with me. Just, just, just put on your imagination cap. Like go here with me. I imagine him like filling this boat with these animals and people like bro like why are you like are you you stealing animals like <laughs> what are you doing like why are you taking all these animals and he's putting them on his boat because you imagine the how foolish that looked like sometimes you know when we have an idea or something we want to do and people start to question us it's like we begin to second guess why we even started I would have if I was Noah listen like I said, if it took him over 100 years to build this boat, I don't know if there's anything I could build for like 10 years, you know, straight. I'm, I'm doing something for like I, like I said, six months and I'm already like attention span deficit, like gone out the window. So the fact that he was consistent enough and obedient enough to work on something for that long and that old, bro, no, it was 500 years old. Like I'm in my 30s and I be feeling sometimes like I am too old to be starting something else. I should be further along in my career. I should be doing something else right now but you have to trust the timing of God for your life whether he asks you or gives you an idea or something whether you're in your 40s or 50s whether you're in your teens or 20s you have to trust the timing of God for your life that he knows um, when things are going to happen when things are going to transpire and that your faith in him will be sufficient that you don't have to like uh, argue God and say are you questioning him like like are you serious God I mean you know I am like this age I am like of this stature I have these issues going on I have bills I have kids I have a job you know I've got other responsibilities and obligations are you sure so we got this 500 year old man building this big old boat you know that it took him over 100 years to build right and on top of that he out here stealing animals like you know I can't just just Think about this. Two of every species, right? He's out there trying to keep catching birds. He's like trying to like trick raccoons into boxes. Like he out there like on like on some kind of like crocodile hunter type like like wrestling deer. I just am like 500 years old. Like you 500 son. You out there in the forest like getting animals like who who does that? That's the weirdest, dumbest, stupidest thing I've ever seen. Now, I'm not saying this from my perspective. I'm putting, we, we have our imagination caps on, right? We still got those on, right? And we're thinking about the other people that have no idea what the entire heck Noah is doing. And they are questioning his sanity right now. So he out here, you know, stealing animals, um, you know, taking all the livestock in the land, like, and people are questioning, like, okay, no, we've seen boats before, like, right? And I imagine they laughing at him, right? Like, Noah, like, look, fam, 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 we've seen boats before, but like, bro, 
ain't no boat supposed to be that big. Why your boat so big, Noah? Like, why don't you build a smaller boat like the ones we got? I mean, you say it's supposed to, and it's supposed to rain. The rain is coming. Son, it's 80 degrees out here. There's not a cloud for miles. So I just imagine his integrity and his entire sanity is being questioned for a hundred years. 100 years, people being married, living in sin, probably drunken off wine and everything else. And they're probably saying the most, the weirdest things to him. And he's just continuing to keep his hands to his supplies, you know, measuring out his cubits, cutting his wood, sanding stuff down, nailing stuff together. And he is preparing for this rain to come. While in the eyes of everybody else, he look a complete hot mess and nobody knows what he's doing. And they're probably laughing at him. He's probably the butt end of everybody's joke. Um, and and he is just continuing to trek on. I got mad respect for him, man, because I, I probably wouldn't have done it because of fear and insecurity. I would have allowed, you know, the question in the side eye, the strong side eyes of all the people in the land would have definitely been like, OK, you know what? I was just playing. I'm not building no boat right now. I'm just, you know, I'm just kidding. I was just I was just seeing what y'all was going to say. That's probably what I would have done. But <laughs> Noah's that dude. And he just kept doing his thing like Imagine the amount of wood it took to build this boat, like, and just people question. Imagine the environmentalists. You know, I'm all for the environment right now, you know, and I've always been, I love the environment. I love nature. But, you know, I'm sure it may have been an environmentalist or two back in the day. I don't think that those, that's just like a new thing here in the earth that they've probably been around for a while. So you got your, you know, your people that care about the environment, like, so you just going to cut and kill kill all the trees, huh? Like like we don't need these like for the environment, like don't they supposed to help with oxygen and whatnot? Like you just killing all the trees, fam. Like ain't no trees in the land. You didn't kill them off of this boat that you say is supposed to like, you know, sit on water when it rains. But no, like ain't no rain coming that a boat that size is going to be able to float. Like you lost your mind. This idea you have, it doesn't make sense. I've never seen anything like it. Are you sure people are going to buy it? Are you sure people are going to subscribe to it? Are you sure that it's going to catch? Don't quit your day job. How many times have you heard those things? Don't you want to try something else? Don't you think it should look like this? Don't you think it should fit this mold? Think about it like this. Look at every trend, every trend that comes to your mind right now. So let's just take a moment of silence. Okay. We're going to think about every trend. Every trend, every like right now, let's even think about the trend of the subscriptions, how that all started with, I think it, you know, there was magazine subscriptions back in the day and we got subscription boxes, cloud-based subscriptions. Now apps, subscriptions, there are just subscript for shoes, for makeup. There are subscriptions for everything, right? But before it was a trend, before it was a thing, it wasn't. Somebody somewhere had to come up with the idea for it to catch and for it to go completely viral and change the entire world. Look at every invention, okay? Everything that makes your life easier. Somebody somewhere had to have the creative ingenuity to make it come to life. Somebody had an idea. Somebody had a sketch. Somebody had a dream. Somebody got a word from God. Somebody got something and they sketched it out, wrote it down. And they were able to put legs to it and make it walk. Okay. Somebody had to have the faith to do a thing that has never been done before. Noah had to have the faith to do a thing that has never been done before. Okay. He had to use his ingenuity to make the word, the vision, the instructions that God gave him come to life. You know, 
one of the greatest successes of a brand um, or product or service is that it helps to solve a problem. Um, it fills a need. It um, it makes life more convenient. If you can have an idea that makes people's lives easier, that makes them feel empowered, that makes them feel good about themselves and their lives, you don't ever have to convince people that like what you offer and what you're providing um, is something that they need. That is the key to solve a need, to fill a gap, to make life easier. So you have to be confident in your idea, even if nobody gets it. Noah had to be confident for like a hundred years, a hundred years, hundred, H-U-N-N-I-D, hundred years. He had to be confident Um, because I think I believe um, scholars say that he was about 500 when he initially started the boat and about 600 when he actually went into the boat. So approximately a hundred years. Confidence. Sometimes your confidence don't last the whole day. You ever put on an outfit or something and you thinking you cute and you walk out the door and somebody question your sanity and your decision making abilities and then you want to go back in the house and change clothes, but you can't because you out here now. Confidence. You have to have confidence um, despite people questioning you. Confidence despite um, people or, or nobody really understanding what you're doing. No one else doing it. You haven't seen anything else like it. Confidence. You have to have confidence even if you're the only one that believes it. If you're the only one that has faith in it, have, you have to have the confidence to be able to see it through. Even when your best friends don't get it, when your family doesn't get it, you have to have confidence. Even when God gives you an idea or instruction for something and you don't hear from him for like what almost seems like forever, you have to hang on to the last thing he tells you until he the last thing he told you until he tells you something else. Nobody, I'm sure a lot of people didn't get Noah either. They just thought he was out here wilding, just, you know, stealing animals and chopping down trees and, and building this, this unnecessarily large boat. They thought he's being extra. Noah is just extra. He extra, like he extra. Like, why you got to do all that? Noah? don't take all that. Just build a small boat. Why you got to take all the animals? Just take a couple, but you need all of them for it. Nobody understood Some people, I'm sure, thought he was way too old to be building something that big. Like, bro, you have like you are over the hill. You have like you have succeed. You've gone way above and beyond your peak. Like, bro, you trying to do the absolute most right now. Go sit down and be old with your wife and family like that boat is too big for you to be building. Y'all need all that. Y'all doing the most. Y'all y'all stunting right now. But like Noah had to obey what God said. It was the vision God had given him. So if you look like all throughout history, all of the pioneers, all the pioneers that we know and love at some point had to go against the grain to do something that has never been done before. You look at all the history changers, the shakers, the makers, the movement initiators, the the explorers. They all had to go and embark on things that had never been done before. And they were probably questioned by those that were around them, questioned by friends and family. And it probably didn't make sense to a lot of people, but they were believed in what they were doing and they stuck to their guns and they saw it through. So now, you know, hundreds of years later or decades, decades you know, down the line, we get to reap the benefits of, you know, someone else's idea, someone else that initiated a thing in history. Unfortunately, um, you know, more often than not, we as people, we like to take on the comfort of doing what we've seen others do. 
or like taking something and put my own spin on it because there's a security in knowing that what um, what I'm doing that somebody else has done that I'm not the only one. We've been almost like cultivated or grown to feel like it's not okay to be alone. I have to have a spouse. I have to have people around me at all times, whereas companionship is absolutely necessary. You know, sometimes there is an unhealthy dependence on I can't do something that everyone else is not doing, or I can't do a thing if I don't have other people around me. There's a security blanket in that. And a lot of times when we have to pioneer a thing or even in entrepreneurship or specifically with creative entrepreneurship, in artistic um, talents, you are going to be doing a thing that nobody really understands. Um, as an artist, I hate when someone watches me work. And here's why. There is a certain thought process that I go through that people are not going to understand because they're not in my head. So the steps that I take, some of the things that I implement may not make sense to someone outside of my own mind. So I like to work kind of like in my own space so that I don't have someone kind of questioning me throughout the process to where I'm like, well, maybe this do look stupid, you know, but that's just, that's just my preference. But all of that to say that it's, we don't need to depend on, I'm not going to try this thing because I've never seen it done before because it's not done before. It's not needed. It's not valued. Or maybe I missed, or maybe this isn't going to work. Because what that is doing is that mind frame, that mindset, what it's doing is it's it's um, it's keeping you outside of being able to pioneer things. God may be giving you something that is going to be a first of first. It's going to be something that initiates, you know, a movement of some sort. But that mindset of feeling like I can only really do something I've seen someone else already do. You know, I want to start this company or I want to start this brand. or I want it to look and sound like this. I haven't really seen anyone do it like this. So I don't know if this is necessarily right. There may not be a right or wrong thing, but there may be a God thing or maybe a God idea idea that he's giving you um, to really take on an unexplored territory. I believe that we're all fashioned uniquely to express God's love uniquely because he's so vast. We'll never be able to tap the bottom of him. He had to create millions of people to really be able to project his love. So each idea coming from each person is going to be so vastly different that, you know, each person can't be replicated because God can't be replicated. Um, So when we try to feel like we have to look and sound like what's already in existence, it really puts a limit on us being able to express the full creativity and the full love and story of God and who he is like I know when you get an idea and you haven't seen it done before like you will you will feel silly and it might look ridiculous it might but you have to know that if God said it then you have to trust that he will see you all the way through it and that he will get the glory out of it Um, and even though Noah may have faced ridicule from those around him Listen here, when them rains started to come, I bet it was people beating at the door. <laughs> I'm just playing. But, you know, when the rains came, you know, and the floodwaters came and then the, the, the waters receded, Noah was a part of a new thing in the earth. So even for you, when the rains come, when the ridicule comes, when the fears and the insecurities rise up, when the lack of support and friends and family beat you down, where you feel like you are walking this plank alone and this plank is pushing you to jump off the cliff into a sea of failure and to know that when the floods come, when the oppositions, the setbacks, not getting loans, seemingly you failing and just 
things not working, that you have to trust that when those waters recede, that God is going to be alongside you as you bark on this new thing. Don't try looking like or being like what you've deemed safe. God doesn't often call us into things that allow us to feel safe. Our safety is in him and not in looking like everyone else or doing a thing that's already existed. We can't let insecurity keep us in the safe zone where we are afraid to venture out and try a new thing um, that hasn't been done before. And, you know, like all throughout the word, God has handpicked people to be his trailblazers. And I don't think it stopped with like the Bible. I think God is continuing to birth and to build up people, rise, raise up people to be his trailblazers. Um, those that like me and probably you that life has had its way with life has had its way. It's beaten me up. I've been rejected. I have had to battle insecurities. I've had to battle many, many, many failures, many, many, many mistakes. Um, but God specializes in taking those that are unqualified and making them qualified. He specialized in taking the unpopular and making them influencers. He has given us, you know, the grace to pave the way. So I just really want to encourage you today in your business that you're not alone. God is forever with you. Don't clone what's already been done out there, but lean into God for his spirit of creativity as he downloads ingenuity and inventions and breeds life onto you and your influence for his glory. Um, and even um, as he continues to break the shell of insecurity off of you so that you won't be afraid to launch out and pioneer a thing and to really trust him in your business that despite how it looks today, despite how you feel today, that he watches over his word to perform it. And if he said a thing about you and if he's given you an idea, trust that despite what people say, Despite how you feel, how it looks, or even if you've never seen anything quite like it, that God has his hand for you and that he will get the glory out of it. So I pray that this podcast has blessed you. I'm excited to hear about all that God is doing in your business. I hope that your homework assignment for last week, as far as creating something every day, that you are thriving in that and you're getting those creative muscles flexed and strong so that you can begin to function and flow and creativity in every area of your life. I am praying for your business and I'm praying for you. And I cannot wait to hear testimony after testimony of God's provision and his grace in every area of your life. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed what you've heard today, please rate and comment and share with a fellow creative entrepreneur. 